It's good to have Pastor Rob and Chris here today. Thought they were going to be gone today, but it's good to have him here. And uh, I remember the first time that I ever had to do a service completely all by myself. And I hadn't uh, been, I guess that's been probably 10 years ago or so. And I was, uh, I asked Mark, I said, you got any tips for me? What should I do? And he said, I'll just tell you a couple of things. Make sure your fly zipped. <laughs> he was being truthful. He said, make sure your fly zipped. And he said, don't forget to take up the offering. He said, you do those two things, you're going to be fine. So anything else you say, they may not remember it, but if you do one of those two things, either they'll remember it or I will. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating on that. That was his exact words. Uh, anyway, been a odd week for me. Good, but odd. Anybody ever had a difficult week? It seems like everyone that I've talked to is either going through something or has been going through something or is probably going to go through something. And if you're not one of those people, I would like you to come up and let me know later and I'm going to follow you around for about a month to see what your secret is. I once worked with an old man years and years ago, and I hate to say it, but he was just one of the most negative old men that I'd ever, ever been around. And I would always try to encourage him, and uh, we was doing a lot of overtime and everything, and I'd say, well, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and he'd say, yeah, it's a freight train. <laughs> you know what the factory environment's like, you know? So everybody's going through all kinds of stuff, health issues, you know, there's some more serious than others. Of course, you know, I've had lots of back issues and stuff, and I don't know what happened yesterday, but me and Max had came up here and was messing around, and we was out in the Burgess Lodge, and I laid down on one of the camp bunk beds, and you know, I was on the bottom. And I was just, I don't know, I was kind of pretending like I was a little kid. So I put my feet up there on the rails. I tried to, but I couldn't get them up very far. Like I can't get to a 90 degree angle anymore with my feet that way. So I put my feet on the rail, laying on my back, and I started edging them as far as I could. And I got to the 90 degree point almost, and there was all this tension, and then my knees bent and then I went a little farther and I got up as far as I could and, and I thought just relax just just relax and breathe and so I just kind of went like that and my I, I am not kidding you my spine from my tailbone from S1 all the way up went pop 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 and it cracked all the way up about that far and if you ever see me walking around here, a lot of times I'm walking around like this. 
And I'll be at Walmart walking like that, and Max or Mallory will walk over to me and they'll go like, Dad, do that. But today, for whatever reason, I'm walking straight. And I'll just go ahead and give God the, the credit and say that he's doing a work in me. Now, every kid that comes to camp, you know they're going to do that, that's listening. They're going to do that. That's okay. So a lot of people go through a lot of different health issues, relationship issues, husband and wife, brother and sister, mother and father, yada, yada. Everybody has those issues. Friends, uh, financial situations, um, job situations, school. Did you, did, did you know that I quit school when I was in high school? My senior year. Well, I'd missed so much work or so much school, skipped out of so many classes, I got so far behind because I was afraid to do a presentation. Amongst other things, you know, other reasons why, but yeah, I let that get to me, and that held me back for a long, long time. And I ended up, uh, I said, well, I'm just going to go and uh, take that test and get one of those GEDs, good enough diploma, and, um, <laughs> but, so I was a horrible student in school. But then every college class that I took, I got A, A, A. And it's because I cared about what I was doing, you know. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things is loneliness. People go through loneliness. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes you might be surrounded with a big family, wife, kids, family, and uh, friends and everything but you feel like you're as about as alone as can be. And uh, I know different people that, that do struggle with that. Um, responsibilities can sometimes get to be a big burden on a person. Um, if you would, go ahead and fire that, Becky. If you would, let's turn to Proverbs 3, 5. And let's go to the Lord in prayer. after you get there. Proverbs 3, 5. A lot of you probably got it underlined. If you don't, go ahead and underline it. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that you would put the words in my mouth that you want spoken today, Lord, I pray for your anointing and your blessing on your precious word. Lord, I thank you for this congregation and our pastor. Help us to reach, teach, and serve in our community and around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. You know, even as Christians sometimes, it gets you find yourself not, you for, find yourself forgetting to trust in God, don't you? We try to, especially us guys, we just, we're going to try to figure it out on our own. We don't need no map. We don't need this or that. And we try to figure it out on our own. And a lot of times we do forget to trust in God. And we don't lean on him. Um, we used to have that, this sign that we made, and it was, it was that scripture that, 
Sam had painted, and it was on our wall. And I think we took it, I looked for it the other day, and I think we took it down and gave it to somebody, didn't we? Yeah. But trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding, because I only understand about that much of life. But God understands everything. He created us, so he is going to understand it all. I don't. Matter of fact, we have this like ongoing, they call it a joke, but I don't think it's so funny. But in the lunchroom here at church, I will, a subject will come up, and I will give my factual opinion about it. And they will say, is that true or is that a George fact? And I am right 80% of the time. 80 to 85. But that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, now if it was a big biblical question, I would look it up. But for the most part, I, I rely on uh, uh, my own research. We'll call it research. But trusting in him and leaning on him, we forget to do that, even as Christians, don't we? A scripture that is very, what I feel like is very synonymous with that, that goes right along with that, um, is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, that is one of those things that you see a lot of the basketball players and the sports people that are they're writing on their shoes, and I think that's super. But you know, Paul, whenever he was writing this, he was going through some heavy-duty stuff. He'd been through some heavy-duty stuff, hadn't he? He'd been through prison, through, you know, cruelty, through all kinds of stuff. And he comes to a understanding and a wisdom thinking and a conclusion that with God, he can do anything that God asks him to do. Because the Lord will equip you with what he asks you to do, won't he? And, um, you know, you can flip that around also, and the I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, you can flip it around, and you could also say, I can't do anything to my full potential if I don't have Christ in my life. Amen. Right? Dr. Malt would not be as good a doctor as what he is without Christ in his life. David would not be as good of a teacher without Christ in his life. You will, and students, you will not be the best student that you can be without Christ in your life. You will not reach your full potential without him. Um, you, a lot of you probably know a lot about our family. Uh, two and a half years ago, uh, where my wife worked for 26 years, she found out she was going to probably eventually lose her job. Uh, send and work to Mexico. They, she took the first round buyout and she went back to college. And this is no disrespect to her, but she didn't even know how to turn a computer on. And I think her words were, I don't even know how to turn a dad burn thing on. <laughs> and so I said, well, they have these beginner computer classes where they take you from ground zero. And they offered that at Flora. 
And I got to say, you have to be the most patient person in the world to teach one of those classes. <laughs> and so I, I'm not a tech person either. And so I took it with her. And most of us were, that were in there were 40-something. There was only like three, four, five of us in there. But it was like a three-ring circus. <laughs> that teacher, I, I, I think she was about to pull her hair out. And so she went from not even knowing how to push the button to start the computer to she then, after that, she started college and she has, she's going to graduate in 13 days, 12 days with an associate's degree with a 4.0. But it didn't come easy. She had a lot, a lot of struggles along the way. I had a lot of struggles along the way. <laughs> but it wasn't just her or me either. There's no way that a 40-some-year-old that can't even turn a computer on can get that kind of score, even with our own ability and our own dedication, without him in, in our life and still keep our sanity. Yeah. Sorta. <laughs> we had a lot of struggles. We went through a lot of struggles and I kept telling her, you know, it's it just you gotta look at the end result and just stay focused on that and just keep plugging away, keep plugging away. And that time is almost here. And it's not a freight train. I also had another friend that, uh, he was an uh, elderly gentleman, and he's getting up there in age now. And um, he was a very successful man, very, very successful. And uh, he, as we got to know each other better, he shared a little bit of his life with me. And he said, George, he said, uh, I had tough growing up. And I said, you know what, what all happened? You know, I've had a tough growing up too. He said, I was on bed on my own since I was about 12 years old. Literally living on his own since he was about 12 years old. Uh, started out living in people's barns and stuff, you know, working for old farmers that, you know, they didn't make you go to school back then or they didn't have truant officers. Um, and he said, I was about starved to death. And... He said, but I just kept on going, and I think he was, he was like really, really young, and he lied about his age so he could get a job in the factory. He went to work at a factory and ended up getting into the military and then started a career and ended up doing very well in life, and he said, all along, I was kind of wondering, why isn't God doing something to help me, especially whenever he was young? when he was little. Why isn't God doing something to help me? How come he's not working in my life? And he said, as I got older, and whenever, then whenever he came to know Christ later on in life, he said, I now realize God was with me all along. Amen. Sorry, I gotta get a drink. <laughs> yeah, God was with him all along. There's no way 
that a young boy would have been able to make it like that. And he did give his life to Christ later on in life. Um, I am addicted to survival shows. Is anybody else in here like that? No? Just me? One of my favorite, Alaska The Last Frontier. Another one, Life Below Zero. I can live vicariously through these shows and not have to be there. The Last Alaskans and the one that's on right now, Alone. And so I've also had somewhat of a survival training in my life. I was a Royal Ranger. <laughs> commander. <laughs> Not senior commander, but commander, okay? I hadn't reached that status yet. But they, we had extensive, extensive training. And uh, back whenever we first started up the program, whenever we were doing it, and we had, ex we had as much of a Bible training study that we did as what a lot of places do for ordaining ministers. I mean, it was very extensive. They wanted us to be able to lead a boy to Christ or an adult. Works the same. And uh, we, would, we had to go to a thing where we stayed for, I think it was two nights or three nights, and we had to do all of our skills of learning to start fires and this and that. And yes, my favorite way to start a fire nowadays when I'm burning trash or anything else is I got one of them propane torches. And you turn it on and you click the button and it goes poof. And man, you can just start a fire so easy. So easy with that. And if you have access to that, why would you want to do it any other way? Right? I've also learned that you can start a fire with a battery. I'm not going to say how because there's some impressionable minds here and I don't want you going and experimenting. But yeah, even just with a little battery, you can start a fire. You can start a fire with flint and steel. And that is tough because you're, you scrape your knuckles a lot. But flint and steel, I don't know how, who would come up with the first idea to do that. I guess it would have been an Indian or a caveman or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there's a rock. And, well, let me just bang it together. <laughs> Fire. Yeah, it's not that easy. But what we, some of the people learned, I'm not sure if Jeff, Hurt, Jeff and Logan Hurtenstein may have learned this, is the art of rubbing sticks together to make a fire. So, to do a little demonstration, now we're not gonna start a fire. <laughs> we have fire alarms in here and we're not gonna start a fire, but we are gonna get a little bit of smoke going. <laughs> so to help out with this demonstration, I have some stuff here. And Mark Miller is going to give me a hand. Let's, uh, let's welcome him this morning. When I pulled this picture up on YouTube, or on, on uh, Google, I thought, that looks just like him. <laughs> Turn to the side. 
Hold your hands up and blow like that. No. He, he's not patched up. Okay. So, Mark, he built this thing this week. I asked him, I said, do you think you, can, you could start a fire with a bow drill? He said, well, I can try to make one. So, he made it in like no time. And I was thinking about this, about how this here kind of represents life. And what he's after, the end result, is the fire. And man, it ain't easy to do. But what he's going to do is he's going to go through some difficulty here. And now, okay, just, he's a little nervous, so just relax, okay? <laughs> just loosen up. You can do it, buddy. You ready? You ready, you ready to see some smoke? You can do it. Cheer him on now. Come on, Mark. You can do it. I think. But this is life, isn't it? It doesn't just happen like that sometimes. It'd be good if it did, but it doesn't. Sometimes it takes some work. We kind of cheated on this because we, we had it just right. And we were practicing out there. And you would have thought we were two little kids just playing. But you know what? Shouldn't we be like that? Shouldn't we enjoy life and have fun? But what it is, what causes this smoke is he's getting speed from this, but he's also pressing down and it's causing friction. You can do it, Mark. Don't give up. Stay with it. Stay with it. He's, oh. That's okay. How many times have you tried something and you failed? I've tried a lot of things and failed. But you know what? You keep on going and going and pretty soon you end up winning. I can smell it now. You probably can't smell it out there, but I can smell it. He, it is smelling. You didn't see it, but there was a little bit of smoke coming out there. Let's give him a hand. But isn't that the way life is? Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get things going and you may even have to stop for a little bit. God may say, you know what? Hold on, let's not get in any hurry. And then all of a sudden he says, green light, go. I've experienced a lot of that in my life. You know, I went to... Um, preaching, and then God had me sit for a little bit, and then here I am again today. So, you know, and this is, there's more to it than this. You know, I enjoy going to the hospitals and praying for people and everything. To me, that's the fire. That's the end result. If you would, stand with me as the musicians come.
The part that we didn't get to was the part, well, it was up there, where he would have taken this ember, just a tiny little ember, and he would have put it into a bird's nest or some type of tinder, some type of shavings, and he would have carefully got it in there. And then he would hold it up and fold it over, and he would start breathing in it. <sighs> and being ever so gentle to blow on that until all of a sudden it would flame up a little, and then he would keep putting air to it, and it would burst into flames, and then he would start his fire. God wants to do that very thing to us as we'll allow him to into that small, it doesn't even have to be a big flame, a big blowtorch. It may just be a small ember that he puts into our lives. And as, a, as his spirit breathes life into us and it can ignite. And I pray that through all the struggles that you go through this week and this month and year, that you will put your trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on yourself, lean on Him. Because through Him, you can do all things. You can make it through it. If you've never given your life to Christ before, or you just need to reaffirm that relationship, this is the time to come up. We're all, like I said, we're all friends. This is the time to come up and pray. Whenever you come to pray here, there'll be people that will meet you up here and pray with you. If you have any ailments in your body or any situation you need prayer for, we have a group of prayer warriors right here ready to come and meet you. As they play, let's come on forward. our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.